This is Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara from American Financial Security and American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor. With the variety and sheer number of investment choices available and the new tax laws phasing into effect, are you financially prepared for retirement and saving in taxes the way you want to be? For many years, Ron and Barbara have been an integrated financial and tax preparation and planning firm, providing their clients not only with ways to make money, but also to keep more of it. Listen in as they discuss common financial questions and concerns and provide the facts on the new tax laws going into effect for individuals and businesses. And now, here are Ron and Barbara to help you find out how to move towards a more informed and confident financial future. Well, good morning, Barbara. Hey, Ron, how are and, you? And, and hey, Arizona. And and welcome to another show of Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. You know, Barbara, we've been doing this show for about three and a half years. We just uh, changed time uh, to these Saturdays, which people are really liking, and, mm-hmm. and we... We're liking it as well. Exactly. And for all of the audience out there, um, wow, what what a, an amazing time that we live in. And and here we have the markets going up and down um, and people are looking for direction that way. Absolutely. We, we have some new tax codes that everyone this year, they had all this income this last year in 2018, but now it's time to report that income and we're just, we're about ready to enter into new set of rules tax season. Mm -hmm. But we have an amazing opportunity because here in just a few minutes, we we're going to share with you a live interview that we had with our friend and, and famous here in the quad cities. This part of the universe is a DJ phone, right? Talk of the town. Mm -hmm. But prior to that interview, Barbara, uh, why don't you give us some of the details as far as what people should look for and plan for with this new tax plan and as they get ready to report to the IRS their income? You bet. I would be really happy to. You know, we have a brand new federal tax code that Americans are really going to feel up close and personal for the first time, you know, there's been a lot of information that's come out over the last 12 months, many of it a little vague, some of it actually conflicting, and there have been some changes and some walkbacks. But the new tax code the uh, uh, is going to offer so many changes that are really aimed at improving the financial situation for our middle class working families. So we have on the federal, you know, we've been fielding questions now since the the new tax code uh, first started to be talked about almost a year ago, Ron. And we have advised people that even though there is a brand new and significantly higher standard deduction on the federal return and some pretty significant changes to Form A for those folks who have mortgage interest and pay property taxes and medical expenses and charitable gifting, those folks who itemize, um, the feds are actually estimating that 80 to 90% of Americans who itemized on their 2017 federal return will actually 
have an advantage this year by using the higher standard deduction. And now, not and not and not, not need, itemizing not on the to, federal to itemize. However, the thing that we have been continuing to advise our tax clients and our audience is we've been waiting for some guidance on Arizona and they are still uh kind of figuring it out. It's a little bit late. Ducey said just the other day they're hoping to have forms ready by January 28, which will be the first day we will electronically file this year. And that's late. That's late for the IRS to open those portals. But as of right now, we're still waiting to see what aspects of the new federal code Arizona will and will not comply with. So, Barbara, I wanted to go back to something you said just a minute ago Mm -hmm. uh, for our listening audience out there. And for the audience, as we all know, we do a lot of teaching in the in the community to our clients over the radio, in our book, uh, with articles, our articles, articles and whatnot. Uh-huh. And not all people are really familiar with how the tax code works. And if you look at a 1040 uh, return, really what a standard deduction is mm-hmm. and what does that really mean? And what does it really mean when we hear um, on the radio or on TV and someone says, well, the tax brackets have also been adjusted downward for for the majority of people? Mm -hmm. Can you just explain for the audience those two different meanings? Sure. And those are great questions, Ron, because you're absolutely right. Sometimes people call itemizing using the long form. Sometimes they actually say they itemize. Sometimes they say, oh, you know, that extra thing where you write things in. You go, oh, there we go. So the standard deduction is the amount of money the IRS stipulates every year that is the amount of basically free money that you can earn before any tax begins to be calculated. So with with anyone that is a taxpayer, lives in American, wakes up and they are American, mm-hmm. when they file that return, they get this standard um, deduction. Free deduction. Yep. The government assumes you have these kinds so of some, normal and regular has, expenses, and we're going to give you this amount of money to deduct from all of the money you've earned. So if your income is a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars a year between you and your spouse or partner, right? All of a sudden, if you're doing a joint return, twenty four thousand dollars is going to be deducted. Deducted is what I hear you saying. Exactly. Immediately off from that $100,000 income. Yes. Anybody well, is, under is, 65 isn't will that get way cool. 20, the first 24000 for a married couple before any income is calculated for taxation. Now, those are a lot higher than in our state, the Arizona deduct, standard deduction. And that's why we want to encourage people um, until we see one season anyway, I strongly recommend anybody out there that's going to be filing, do yourself and your tax professional a favor, be as organized as possible. The season is two weeks shorter this year than it's ever been, and it's going to be a doozy. So hold on to your hats because I think the federal uh, is going to be a really pleasant surprise. Well, we are very excited to be able to now share with you um our conversation, and it was a really amazing conversation with DJ Fun. 
You're listening to Q&A on the Talk of the Quad Cities KQ&A. Once again, here's your host, DJ Fung. And it's always glad to have very informative and fun people in the studio. We have that today with Ron and Barbara Stevenson. Uh, Ron and Barbara, tell us first of all about your two businesses that you operate. Let me start with American Financial Investments. We are a registered investment advisory firm here in the state of Arizona. And any kind of investment. Safe money option. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly life insurance solutions, annuity solutions. And back in 2012, we married our investment business with my tax practice Mm -hmm. because many of our clients like to know not only how much money can they make, but they also like to know how much of it they can keep. Now, Barbara, tell me about something from about, uh, oh, 20-something years ago. It had to do with MIT and the Leadership Lab. Oh, gosh. Uh, EDS made a joint venture with MIT. That was Electronic Data Services, right? Electronic Data Systems, Ross Perot's company. Exactly. Uh, I like to say I grew up there. It was like a continuation of the values of my family. Hard work, (laughs) do the right thing, always tell the truth, Mm -hmm. uh, and be concerned about the other people around you. Mm -hmm. So EDS was an awesome leap for a young gal from Iowa. But as they were looking at continuing to develop the leadership, not just the forecast your budget, run a P&L, hire people, et cetera, but really the leadership aspect of delivering uh, long-term solutions in a relationship that sustains itself through the ups and downs of any normal business cycle. You know what? And I'm sure Ron will echo this. That reminds me a little bit of what my doctor told me about a weight loss plan. He said, you didn't gain the weight overnight. You're not going to lose it overnight. So drop these stupid fad diets. Listen to me. This is going to take a long-term solution, a little bit of sacrifice each day, just a little bit, but the end result will be wonderful. Is that an apt analogy, Ron? I I really like that. I've never heard that before, but if if someone looks at retiring at, at age let's say, say 67 mm-hmm. then what they're going to want to do is start preparing when they're in their 20s and they get that first really good career job and a little bit of a slice over time putting a little bit away here a little bit away there part of a 401k and over time when 67 comes which it's going to come for all of us wow, we have a nice couple of really good pockets of money to be able to say, I really, truly can retire. Mm-hmm. And it it's not going it to happen overnight. And when that day arrives, I wonder how many people look back and go, why didn't I prepare for this and start preparing for it 50 years ago? Right, Barbara? And people do say that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they show up, they're in their early 50s. They've done what many people do. They've worked hard. They've raised a family. They've bought houses. They've bought cars. They've tried to put kids through college. And yet something they haven't necessarily done for themselves is prepare for their own financial health. They've been worried about everybody else, and yet we would say at 50, you can still do it Mm -hmm. if you're willing to actually act on it. So why have only about half of the people in in my generation put aside, say, more than $5,000 for retirement? You know, one of the things that has been really difficult for people over time, especially over the last 20 years, is 
companies do not offer that uh, pension plan that they used to. Mm -hmm. All of our parents had really nice pensions because they worked with one company for many, many years. And what has changed is these companies went from a defined benefit program to a defined contribution program, Mm -hmm. meaning that they offer a 401k, and if that employee says, yeah, I want to contribute to my future, then a lot of employers will say, okay, we're going to contribute two or three or up to 6% as a match. We call that free money. Mm-hmm. So for those individuals that work for these companies, if they've put away, they're going to be really, really happy. And many of them have said, no, I don't want to do that. A lot of self-employed people, they're building their company. They don't put money aside specifically for retirement. So we find that some of those people are building value within their companies and buying a home and having value there, not so much in retirement plans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you, uh, there's a wonderful book uh, out. It's called Pillars of Retirement Income. <laughs> retirement Income. We actually wrote that book, DJ, that came out, thank you for remembering that, uh, came out in print three years ago, January, took us almost a year to write, and we're actually in the process of our second book, because certain things have changed. Uh One, Social Security rules and ages, and some of their unintended consequences have been tightened up a little bit, so there's some new recommendations around Social Security strategies. Uh, And actually, when we wrote that three years ago, we were not yet a securities firm. So we have a lot more information there about really full-spectrum investments. Mm -hmm. Now, I know in the past interviews we've done, I've learned that if you walk down Wall Street and you walked up to that great big bronze bull and you whispered, volatility, the bull would go crazy, (laughs) right? Yes. Well, the last week or so has kind of been an exercise in that hasn't it? What can you tell us about the severe drop and then boom, shooting right back up? What does that do to Wall Street? Your portfolio balanced according to the amount Mm -hmm. of risk you can actually tolerate. And you know that's different for everybody, depending upon how you've prepared, what you've set aside, what debt you still might be carrying, because that's an important thing. And we, we counsel with people all the time questions about, should I take you know, 150000 out of my savings to buy two cars and take a cruise? Should I put it on my credit card? Should I get a 0% car loan? Mm-hmm. We call those kinds of things smart debt, mm-hmm. uh, debt that doesn't actually cost you anything and is easily easily tolerated in your monthly income run rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. But when it comes to the market, you know, people need to decide, and one of the things that we help help them with is to decide how much should I put in growth stocks? Really, out of all of the buckets of money, what percentage do I have the risk tolerance um, and the stomach for to be able to say, yeah, I want to be in that growth for the long term. Therefore, in then we also do the same thing to make sure that they have a healthy dose of what we call safe assets. Mm-hmm. So as long as they have a blend and they have a long-term plan, these kind of market trends are what the market does. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is just make sure that they are allocated correctly 
based on what they feel comfortable with. Uh, make sure that, you know, the volatility, their risk tolerance matches what their investments are. And if things change during the year and all of a sudden they don't have the stomach for this kind of market volatility, then we want to address that and possibly move more money into safe money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it really, there's no portfolio that is a cookie cutter for everyone. Mm-hmm. A portfolio is customized for every single individual and couple. Sure. And we're in a world economy now, so mm-hmm. it's a little harder for those people who say, well, somebody should have known this would happen. How do you know what Germany's going to do? How do you know what Italy is going to announce as their new debt? How do we know how the Brexit issues are going to go? Nobody is an island unto themselves. Exactly. So we... It's difficult to time the market. It's a little bit like housing. Housing prices go up and housing prices go down. And there are things that impact that, like demand and supply, like interest rates and time of year. That's about all the control you have over that's, that's a house. You know, is do you yeah. maybe you sell it in the spring because the perception is more people move in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you pay attention to interest rates and you don't get a loan until you have that twenty percent down because you don't want an adjustable. But those things all play in the housing market, and neither you nor I nor Ron can control housing prices, just like we can't control the market yeah you know your talk about the world economy reminds me of a 25 years ago i was selling home electronics for a big company and we had a guy come in and you know he was all gung-ho america this and america that he said i want to buy a vcr and a camcorder and a big screen tv but they got to be american made i'm thinking like hmm how do i explain this to him because there was no such thing at that time but we have to cope with those things and cope as we can control what we can correct correct and one of one of the critical things in a really active volatility market that we have mm-hmm. going on right now is to make sure that people's emotions don't run their decisions. Yeah. Many times people will say, well, I just want out. Remember the old phraseology of throwing the baby out with, with the bathwater? Bath sure. Okay. We don't want to do that with investments because many of those investments still have a really solid, good core. Mm-hmm. They're paying good dividends. But what we do want to do is maybe cherry pick out the stuff that's not working anymore. Sure. And But still keep the good elements for the long-term financial plan. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Ron and Barbara Stevenson. Before we head for the break and talk more with you in just a moment, uh, tell us when uh, and what time your program airs here on KQ&A. We are Saturdays at noon. And that's Financial Facts and Tax, right? It is. That's correct. Right here on KQ&A and more coming up in just a moment. Once again, here's your host, DJ Fong. And we are back live at 223 with Ron and Barbara Stevenson. They, of course, have the book uh, Pillars of Retirement Income. They have two wonderful practices to ensure your financial stability and thriving in retirement. Plus, they have the weekend radio show right here on KQ&A. Uh, Ron and Barbara want to ask you about, uh, now, Ron, you mentioned leaving 
your emotions out of your decisions. Um, and you said uh, different investments have different purposes. And what about rebalancing those? Yeah. So what happens is, is like in 2017, uh, let's say someone had 250000 in the market and 250000 in safer incomes, like cash or bonds or annuities. And then all of a sudden, we had a 22% run-up in the market last year. And all of a sudden, the balance that was 50-50 between the different asset classes is now maybe a 70 30 or a 60-40. To get back to their original asset allocation that's proper for them based on their risk assessment, we would want to rebalance, maybe do some profit taking out of the market growth and get them back to a 50-50 balance or whatever that was appropriate for them. So we, every single year, sometimes several times during the year, depending on market volatility, and really where people are at is we want to try to look at, okay, what's the correct balance for them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That changes, you know, life changes things, mm-hmm. changes everything. So you have somebody new in your life, maybe you have a double income family now where you didn't before, you can afford to save a little bit more. Maybe you're going from a two family situation, you've lost a spouse, and some of those assets become a little more important or a parent or a grandparent passes you've been properly allocated with the risk you were comfortable with on the money you had saved but now you've had a little windfall and so now maybe that risk comfort changes a little bit sure. because the pool of money you have to play with has changed a little bit some, some sometimes we find that people say yeah i I accept a fair amount of risk until true volatility like we're in right now is right in all of our faces. Sometimes that changes people's level of risk to say and come to us and say, you know what, I think I was wrong. I think I really want more guarantees. I want more safety. And therefore, you know, there's there's a sea of different investments out there and there's no one perfect investment for everyone. What our job is is to try to find the blend that really helps these people sleep well at night mm-hmm. and to achieve their long-term goals. And at the consumer level, do you ever get people who may are very proud of the fact that they have, uh, say, $30,000 in a low-interest savings account, say, making 1.5%, but they've got $50,000 in credit card debt where they're paying 20%? Yes. That doesn't yes. make a lot of now they're Now we're talking about rebalancing, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you really are. are. Why would you carry that kind of credit card debt when you have the money to pay it, pay it down real fast? Yeah. Yeah. And that, sometimes it's just sitting down with people and helping them truly see the math and say, wow, you're spending, you know, your budget is way out of balance because you're spending all this money and interest to support that debt. Mm -hmm. And exactly to your point, we call those kind of accounts, those type of cash accounts, 14 cent accounts. They're not giving us a lot of growth right now. But sometimes we all need to have liquid buckets of money in case the heater goes out. But yeah, we truly like to balance and keep debt down as low as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And and balance that out. You know, if like you said, if you've got $30,000, maybe 
keep half of it and use 15000 make an immediate payment mm-hmm. on that credit card. If that's where your big debt is, sure. you'll cut that monthly payment in half. Then if you actually can continue to afford the payment that you were making when your balance was twice as much, you're going to have that thing paid off. Sure. I think people get comfortable with debt and don't really think about yeah. what is the cost? So what the ma- is the real cost? So the magic of compound interest can come back to haunt you on a credit card, can't yes. it? Yes. Exactly. exactly. That's, a good, oh, that's a good point. Oh, boy, does yeah. it ever. I think, we, I think we've all been there. And, you know, you go back to the 70s. I was in my 20s, and I can still recall, and this was during the Carter administration. It was just after uh, Gerald Ford and the whip inflation now, the wind buttons, things like mm. this. And it seemed like every single week, my savings and loan was posting a new commercial saying what they were paying this week on passbook savings accounts, and they were into the teens yes. on passbook savings accounts. Yes. How in the world can that, can that, can, can that stand any, any test of time? True, well, remember, true. inflation was over 15% yeah. then. So I remember back in the days at EDS, out on an insurance account, and I was the one that had to calculate each month the cost of living adjustment in the contract price and talk about volatility and look at a client and say, okay, we increased it again this month because here's that inflation factor. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing that really comes into play, especially year end, the beginning of a brand new year, is a lot of people start saying, hey, I really want to set some new goals for myself. And that's a great thing. We talk about the weight loss, but a lot of people think of, hey, I want to set some new financial goals. And part of that, of, of what we see is, Either spend less, save more. Part of the spending less is really truly have a budget, uh, reduce debt. Mm-hmm. One of the things we really take a look at is a lot of people will come to us and they'll say, okay, I want true financial planning. Is it a good idea for me to take this $30,000 credit card debt, but take all of my IRA that's $30,000, cash that in? I'm only 45, but cash that in and pay off that credit card. Not really the type of money that we want to pull out because you're going to be hit with income tax, Penalty. taxation on yep. that, and possible penalties strictly to pay off that debt. Sometimes people will do it with home equity lines of credit to do the same thing. And the challenge there is most people that do that, that credit card within a couple of years is going to be back to 30000 again. There you go. So it truly has to be a long-term disciplined plan to mm-hmm. say... I want to set some new rules for myself. Mm-hmm. And how can our listeners set those new rules for themselves with you and Barbara? How can well, you know, we do you? complimentary strategy sessions all the time, mm-hmm. DJ, and both of us were doing them just this morning. Back to back, new prospects referred to us, and our, our businesses grow largely by referrals, sure. um, which we think is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but they were... My two sets of uh, new clients were fairly new to the area, wanting to understand difference between the state they came from, the state they're living now. We look at taxes, but then we also look at wills and trusts and powers of attorney and those kinds of things. Are you, you know, how are you doing? Are you all prepared? 
if you've just retired. So it's, you know, what's great is that we begin the conversation with wherever someone is. Mm -hmm. And that's, who are you? And and when did you come to this area? How long have you been here? What did you used to do? Mm -hmm. Where's your career been? What have been some of the goals and successes? And where do you see yourself going forward? There you go. And how can I make that appointment to do that? You know, all they need to do is uh, call the office at 928-771-8368 or go right to our website, afsprescott.com, and you can sign up to get an appointment there. You know, we also keep, as you know, DJ, out on the radio or out on the website, we keep, oh, five to ten of our latest radio shows. Mm -hmm. We keep several of our recent articles that we've done on different financial or tax topics. A lot of education videos that we've customized for our practice Mm -hmm. that people can look at and just get to know us, understand our philosophies. There you go. And that is Ron and Barbara Stevenson. We thank you again for the educational and entertaining aspects of handling our finances for the present and the future. Stay tuned because we've got local and state news. Thank you for listening to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. Give your financial future a jumpstart and call this week for your complimentary strategy session. Call 928-771-8368 or visit their website at afsprescott.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and tax services are offered through American Financial Security. American Financial Investments and American Financial Security are affiliated companies. American Financial Investments American Financial Security, Ron Stevenson, Barbara Clark Stevenson are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government entity.